Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet. I am so glad you're here. I think that today's episode is going to be one of those episodes that ends up giving me a vulnerability hangover and you get to enjoy some deep storytelling and honesty um, and honestly a transmission in the energetics of what is going on in our times for the rebalancing and reclaiming of sacred feminine, sacred masculine, and the holy expression of these two in union. I'm going to share some stories about how I have been experiencing this layer of my own reclamation today. And um, it's 9-9 as I record and release this podcast. And Honestly, this is not what I was going to talk about today, but I feel very guided to to share. So I'm going to do that. Uh, first, I want to welcome you and just tell you that I'm so glad that you're here, whether this is your first time listening or you are a loyal and returning guest. I appreciate you all so much. You know that this is why I do this for you and for um, these energetics to spread throughout the collective. So thank you for being here. I want to just tell you about a couple of things before we get started. One, I am so excited about the upcoming interviews. I'm doing a lot of interviews this week, and we are talking about everything from mm, the re-spiritualization of the body, which is so important on this union path um, to bring the spirit into matter. My practice is called embodied breath. So this is what this is about. Um, Then we're also talking about women's hormones and wellness, because uh, I realized this summer, if you've been listening, you heard me talk about how I got a little off track this summer with stress and caffeine. And so I asked Christine Garvin to come back onto the podcast to talk about women's hormones and, you know, whether we've addressed that and had an oops or whether we need to address that for the first time. It's such potent information to take care of our bodies as women. Um, And then I'm really interested, really excited, uh, interested to hear from Natalie Kuhn and so honored and excited that um, this teacher, this spiritual teacher that also teaches on the class. If you've worked with me at all, you know I am a fan of the class with Taryn Toomey. You can find it online. And it is such an amazing, energetically informed, trauma-informed, spiritual, in Natalie's case, in Natalie's classes, um, exercise program um, that helps us be strong in our bodies and bring that spirit down into the embodiment as well. So those interviews and more, we're talking about um, twin flame union, we're talking about soul union, the energetics of it, coming back to wholeness, all of that is coming soon. So stay tuned. I wanted to give a shout out and a thank you, second of all, um, to someone who left a review, uh, Leila Lamar. I don't know if that's how you're saying your um, your you know, screen name, but thank you, Layla, for leaving this review. She said, Sarah's insight is so deep and on point. Thanks, girl. I I first learned about the whole feminine masculine reclamation path from her, and she's still a strong reference point on my journey. I've learned so much and am in such 
gratitude to her and her offerings. Thank you, Layla, for leaving that review. Um, It means so much to me that this is working for you. And I definitely invite others to share your feedback about this podcast. You can leave a review on Apple or Spotify and share this with a friend. Um, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You know, all of those things that help boost podcasts. If you like what you're hearing here, um, I love that you're coming back. And if you could please help to put some energy back into growing this thing, that would also be wonderful as well. Um, So let's get to the intro. There are a couple of things I want to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you a story. It feels pretty vulnerable about um, my recent feminine and masculine reclamation path and what that has looked like. There are three questions actually that I want to just pose right here for you to um, have in your mind as you're listening to today's podcast. And I'll try to come back to them in full teacher mode, but I'm also going to be in mystic storyteller mode. And so I'm not sure if I'm going to be (laughs) on point to bring these back into recall um, later. So let me say them now, but I want to put these out there as points of self-reflection for you um, in listening to my story today and my teaching and um, to just be in this inquiry of like, how does this apply to me? Okay. So first question for self-reflection is where am I looking to others who supposedly have more established authority than I have um, to lead my own thinking? Where am I looking to other people to lead my actions or my thinking? So that's one. Two, is what sacred nudges am I receiving in this now moment? And if you don't know what I mean by that, it will become more clear throughout the podcast episode today. And so that question again was what sacred nudges am I receiving in this now moment? And then the third, well, actually addendum to number two, I think it's like, and, and am I following them? you know, why or why not? So just pay attention to that. Am I getting the nudges? Am I listening? What am I doing with it? Okay. And then three, what is my inner feminine experiencing in relation to energy and the masculine at this time? What is my inner feminine experiencing in relation to its, like its energy levels and energy exchanges and in relation to the masculine at this time. Super, super important um, topic. So thank you for being here. We'll get to the intro, and then I will deliver. Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit, 
we heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. The Sacred Remembering Membership is about to open. Please tune in to this announcement on September 19th, 919. The doors will open to the Sacred Remembering Membership. I am so excited because this is about community. If you are listening for the first time, or if you have been here the whole time, I want to know you. I want to create safe space with you, for you, for us. And more than that, I want to create an alchemical community. What do I mean by that? I want to create a space where women are coming into their sovereign energetics, healing the trauma, healing the victim victimizer, where you've given away your energy and coming back into sovereign alignment with that truth of who you are. You've heard me talk about sacred truth, women standing in the truth of who they are. You've heard me talk about that a lot. There's some ideas behind that, but there's also a lot of energetics behind that. So I have a lot of sovereignty and energetic teachings in this membership. This is also an information archive. This is an archive of the content that I have been putting together for the last three years beyond the podcast, recordings, teaches, teachings, classes. I have been putting this together and I've curated it here with the help of my beautiful team. Thank you. Thank you. Um, curated it into an information archive that I will actually be adding to all the time. And you can go to my website and see the topics that are going to be included in the membership, but um, including, but not limited to your sovereign energetics, your relationships and conscious relationships, your inner feminine and masculine. The pathway will be in there too, by the way, eBooks will be in there. All of these things that I actually charge separately for I'm giving to you in this monthly membership. Um, Oh, okay. Topics, topics. Sorry. I'm so excited. I'm all over the place. Um, yeah. So we're talking about feminine nourishment in here as well. Um, and, and talking about reclaiming that sacred connection, you and the divine, um, that had, that had been severed, you know, as a, (laughs) as a matter of agenda. Okay. And so we're coming back into this sovereignty as women. Um, I don't know of a lot of women's groups, if any, that are talking about women's resources, wealth development, and doing this through feminine and masculine inner balance and respecting the masculine. The feminine at this time on the planet has such an important role. I'm going to talk about this in today's podcast, an important role in actually activating the sacred masculine on the planet at this time. And so this is not your average women's group. This is a space to come for inner alchemy, developing your sovereignty, but so that you can live in a unified heart. Okay. We can live in the heart of um, sacred union, inner feminine, inner masculine in union within us, the unity consciousness, the oneness. So if you know my work at all, you know that what I'm providing is really practical tools 
energetic supports, what this actually looks like on a women's on, on a woman's path and women in the collective on our path inside of this, you know, patriarchal system that's very old and on its way out. And we're waking up as women. What does this look like to reclaim the truth of who we are and then walk toward union and unity consciousness and then really holding a a very potent energetic um, in the feminine that actually invites the masculine into integrity. I mean, it's huge. So the Sacred Remembering membership is coming very, very soon. Um, It's $40 a month, or you can bundle it into six months and save some money. And I'm sorry, $39 a month. And um, you can try it out, cancel anytime. We're going to have live calls, live transmissions. I will be bringing forward the priestess arts. And I have a lot of um, energetic recordings and activations for you, um, even classes. And I will be delivering live transmissions with whatever is going on um, currently and in the collective as well. And so if words like activations and transmissions and things like that are new to you, uh, don't worry. I'm super practical. That is also what I'm going to talk about today in this podcast episode. Um, and so, you know, if if what I'm saying is resonating, if you are a modern woman waking up to the truth of who you are, please know that you are welcome in the membership. And I really hope to have a very strong start here in September. So there's not a better time on the planet for a woman to stand in the truth of who she is and to align to her sovereign energetics and to really unify um, internally. And so this is the potency, this is the medicine, and now is the time. So make sure you're on the sarahpoet.com email list, please. And I will get the information and sign up materials to you very, very soon. I look forward to seeing you. So I just sat here on this meditation cushion where I prop up everything for the podcast and record. And I did some deep breathing um, before starting to speak. And I asked myself, why does this feel vulnerable? What is going on? Why does this feel vulnerable? Why does the ego uh, feel like it might be, (laughs) you know, in trouble, um, you know, using my voice in this way today? And two answers arose. And I want to share this first. One, because when we claim something about our sacred nature and do that out loud, it can be vulnerable because we're not so used to doing that as women. It's like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? And that question even resonates in our own minds. So on our sacred remembering journey and claiming the truth of who we are, we're going to have to claim truths about ourselves and our paths and really our innate power and our gifts and, you know, the the truths of our heart. We're going to have to claim these things that do not necessarily, you know, have a place in the society that has been built. And so, that's one reason that I'm tuning into my own vulnerability today. It's because, wow, you're really willing to say these things. And if you know me at all, the answer is yes, we have to. Okay. 
The second reason that I'm tuning into the vulnerability is because I'm going to share a story that actually names um, some things in relation to a man, a man with, you know, established authority, perceivably, um, a man that I had um, made myself lower than, and I didn't recognize that until recently. Um, and so, I'm going to speak to this, and my intention in doing so is never to shame um, what someone else did, uh, but to share a story of reclamation. And and the vulnerability is that sometimes when we're willing to speak these things as women, we we think, you know, well, what if he hears or, or what will um, come of this? But, you know, if this man honors me as he has said he does, he will actually celebrate that um, I've used my voice in this way. And so, those are the two things that I'm getting in touch with. And it feels important to share that before I speak today. Um, if you're not used to my style, I do share story. And the primary reason that I share story is because there are so many energetics and soul components and actually collective components that I am attuning to through what I have lived. And, you know, a couple of years ago, when I first started out on this entrepreneurial journey, um, knowing that I did have a deep soul attunement, knowing that, yes, I had some energetic gifts, um, you know, I was noticing that what I would be picking up on as far as primarily masculine and feminine reunification, what I would be picking up on in my own life is what was going on even galactically, cosmically, or in the collective of our own planet. Um, and so, that's that's actually in reference to the very first point of vulnerability that I was mentioning is that... Um, there was this really big, well, who the fuck do you think that you are, Sarah? Um, to say that what you are experiencing in your own life is a reflection of the collective or that you can read the collective through your own life because that's how it felt. But if we put that into psychological terms or egoic terms, that could be skewed as, um, wow, you're projecting what's going on for the whole planet based on your life. And that's really huge, you know? And so, um, it's, it's just like I say this with humility that um before knowing that i was going to speak on these topics today uh i just kept hearing a spirit reminding me and my soul reminding me you know the voice of truth um saying do you see again you know you've diminished this truth for a while now maybe even a few years now um not really claiming it fully and so are you ready to do that again and i think the answer is obviously yes because i'm giving this transmission um and so there's an anchoring in of that truth you know inside of me being willing to lean into the truth of who I am so that I can serve you and the earth better. Um, and then to, to be humble uh, about um, my notices. But it's so funny because today is 9-9 nine, nine, and that 
you know, could be auspicious. You know, some people say that there are these gateway portals. I actually have not looked at all at the astrology about what's going on with this 9-9 portal, but I am feeling it so big. I had three massive deadlines today that were all, <laughs> all of them had to do with business, wealth, and feminine collaboration. Like so big. Um, and so the website that houses our membership community is finishing today. Um, an application for an 1111 conference was due today. And then this amazing new portal for women in business and collaboration. Um, I had some submissions that were due today there. And then this women's group that I sit with, um, a woman stepped forward and said, it's actually a high priestess group. Let's be clear. Um, a woman came forward and said, I'd like to hold um, a ceremony on 99 for this specific reason and to clear uh, lower masculine energetics from this land mass and, you know, will you hold space with me? And it was like, absolutely. So, and then massive, massive things um, were transpiring in my life coming up to this 9-9 portal as well. So, it really is a very, very big day um, for anchoring in union frequencies is how it feels to me and clearing um, lower feminine and lower masculine frequencies from our bodies, from the land and from the collective because there are even stronger all the time, even stronger feminine and masculine, um, divine mother, divine father, you could call it mother arc, father arc, frequencies that are here to embody. But how do we know this? How do we experience this? Well, we're experiencing it through our lives. And and so I'm claiming that I'm claiming that that's what I do. And I'm a Virgo rising. And if you look at my astrology, it is honestly all about the feminine masculine reclamation. Um, it's beautiful. I don't truly understand uh, astrology, but I love when people read it for me, people more talented than I am in that area <laughs> um, and, and show me, but I'm a Virgo rising. I am a high priestess in the Virgo energetics. And so for that, for, for me, that means the witnessing of this, you know, practical reality, physical reality, the, the earth modality um, and the earth energetics. And so this is why I'm attuned to the land and the land energetics and these uh, rebalancing of the ley lines and arc lines of feminine and masculine um, in the earth grids and how that plays out in my body and how that plays out in um, the relationships that go on in my life. Uh, and so, yeah, claiming that um, that high priestess Virgo here and this auspicious 9-9 portal that feels so, so significant to me um, and, and I believe it is. So, I would like to share with you um, some some story about some notices that I was having around feminine depletion in my own system and how that's kind of been working out. And like I said before, um, you know, what, what nudges are you getting? What are you noticing? Like what's calling you? And if the Virgo priestess can teach you anything, <laughs> it is to pay attention 
to those slight nudges um, that share with you, like go to this place or have this conversation or, you know, dip your feet in this river. And you don't exactly know how that's playing out, but there is a greater and greater, there's a big mystery that is, is so much a part of our life. And, you know, the priestess energetic is really, or I'm sorry, the priestess archetype is very um, attuned to and also respectful of the mystery. And I feel called to say this. So I've been sitting in this sacred fire um, circle in the Native American tradition. And the fire itself has been really teaching me, um, like this energetic of the smoke has been medicine to say, Sarah, look bigger, like go beyond, like what, what is in this, um, you know, smoky, mystical interaction in life. And anytime I am, you know, chomping in my own mind, like wanting an answer, wanting to know how the next thing is going to happen, um, this sacred fire is really teaching me like, huh, like open up, open up those spaces of contraction and wanting to know and must know and um, breathe into the mystery and notice what you notice. And so I'll leave that there for you as well. There's a, a podcast episode, an interview that I did with um, a woman named Nixie Marie. And her podcast is called New Earth and New is spelled N-U, Earth. And we did a podcast episode that was actually released on August 24th. And that conversation and the stories that I share in that episode are a really good precursor or just in addition to this podcast because I was talking about the consumer program on Nixie Marie's podcast and talking about women's resources and where we feel replenished and where the feminine and the earth is replenished or where it feels like we are um, depleted. And I was noticing this energetic of depletion um, Noticing these remnants of it, because I've been reclaiming feminine for a long time. And there was a part of me that felt still depleted. And I think that, well, I know that that was because, you know, I had been through um, the last three years, three and a half to four years, there were three really significant relationships with men that all showed me that there was this, hmm, I've talked about it before and I talked about it with Nixie Marie, I believe, but in short, there was a willingness on the part of the men in the end of the relationship to deplete and and to just really truly not give a fuck about my resources, you know, my body, um, my body as the earth body, my financial resources. And so when I was entering into relationships that were built initially in really divine connection, all soulmates, all definitely on the path <laughs> of my inner union and my union with divine, um, they all you know, taught very, very, taught me very, 
important things when I was willing to look and to integrate. But at the end of this last relationship, um, last fall, I actually was very attuned to this pattern of uh, relationships leaving me more depleted in my feminine resources. I've talked a lot about that. I don't, I don't need to share those stories here. And so I have just been in such a deep inquiry pretty much for a year now (laughs) about feminine and the like the collective depletion of the feminine meaning like where are you tired where are you women giving of yourself when you're not a full body yes i mean it's everywhere it's so systemic because the the feminine itself has just been taken advantage of and it was like my whole system was like this is not going to happen anymore. I, my feminine will be in replenishment. The earth feminine will be in replenishment. Like it is so, it was truly such a part of why I came to the planet. I believe to discover these energetics that I have been discovering that I'm in the process of discovering. And yes, like, you know, women, wealth, regenerative energetics, community, like, All of this matters. This is why I'm bringing it to the membership. This is why, you know, I hold women's space. This is why, yeah, I'm, I'm all about like women. Let's get sovereign in our resources and get into regenerative energetics. Okay. So that, do you feel it? That is how the feminine is actually reclaiming. That's what it means to reclaim the sacred feminine women. That to go from depletion energetic as has been passed down intergenerationally through the patriarchal system the feminine has been taken from women's bodies earth body the feminine itself and so to truly change the energetics of what has been into a new earth consciousness and into unity consciousness we have to Take the feminine from depletion into regeneration, regenerative energetics. So I was just on this mystery of putting one foot in front of the other in my daily life as, yes, mother, you know, puppy owner, um, (laughs) mystic, couples coach, like a space holder, you know, all of these roles, quote unquote, that I play, it was how, how does the true energetic of regeneration come back into existence in my life? So I did this interview with Violetta Pleshakova on her podcast called Another Paradigm. And I think that was like beginning of the summer. And I was walking my dog one day and re-listening to this podcast because I like to do that. I'm like, well, what did I say in that? And um, I heard myself at the end of the podcast talking about the sacred whore archetype and depletion. And I could hear, I don't even remember right now exactly what I said, but I could actually hear in, I, I could hear that I had gotten something wrong about what I had said. I could hear that I had gotten something wrong. 
And why am I talking about the sacred whore? Well, this was a big part on my feminine reclamation journey to discover, you know, okay, so my path had a lot to do with reclaiming Mary Magdalene beside Yeshua, beside Master Jesus. And that's because I had experienced a lot of religious trauma as a child and my feminine suppression um, was done in the name of a male god. And so I had just, you know, <laughs> rejected all of that for, for many years, but was reclaiming the sacred feminine. And in my adult life, you know, being on uh, what now I understand as a rose lineage path, the Magdalene were absolutely, you know, carriers of this rose lineage. And Mary Magdalene stood beside Christ as his sacred other. And so I had to, you know, I brought her back um, into my sacred practices, really did a lot of feminine reclamation work with her and others in the lineage, and then really had to fall back in love with Master Jesus again, um, because these two carried this sacred union, this unity consciousness. They were avatars on the planet um, to seed this consciousness. But then this giant separation game, you know, kicked her out and called her a whore, and then religion hijacked the story. And so we've all been suffering from this, um, you know, chasm that was created from this separation story. And so reclaiming who Mary Magdalene was from that, you know, prostitute, she's a whore, she followed Jesus around, she was a whore, she was dirty, all of those things that were just such lies. I had to reclaim and, and as a member of what I now realize, you know, as a member of this lineage, I had to reclaim that in me. So these energetics of whore, you know, and a whore is like willing to give away, um, you know, in order to have her needs met. And However, a sacred whore or a sacred prostitute, um, they were in the temple. They were temple priestesses um, who, yes, like used sexual energy and sexual healing, um, you know, for the elevation and, and betterment of, of many. And so it is on my path that I have explored, like, what does that archetype mean, you know, the tantrika, the dakini, the the woman who has the power to heal and to heal men through sexual energy. And she does not actually have to have sex with him. Like a high priestess using this energetic can heal and, and transmute, you know, she's, she's using essentially the lower chakra um, power in her magic, which is what the church was shaming. Okay, so I've walked a lot of this inquiry. And a couple of years ago, um, a, a friend, I'll say, who we became friends when I was leaving my education career and I had done some writing on feminine masculine. And this man I met actually through um, the school that I was running. I knew his child. And um, very, very, very important soul 
brother on this path for me. And he recognized me um, because he is very uh, experienced with Jungian archetypes and really studying the feminine and the the expression, the, the archetypes of the feminine over a long period of time. So we got to know one another over a period of years. And eventually he was doing this photography um, project as a photographer um, on the feminine archetypes. And he had done all of them. And then I kind of knew the question was coming, but he asked me if I would be in the photo shoot for the, the feminine archetypes, if, if he would allow me to be photographed as the archetype of the sacred horror, sacred prostitute, Tantrika. And I said, yes, of course, because I know that that is a part of my lineage and the medicine that I carry. And um, it was very tasteful. You know, I, I borrowed dresses from a local shop. Um, we did the photo shoot on a piece of land that I was living on by the river and in this cave, you know, speaking of the Magdalene and or Mary Magdalene, um, specifically in the cave medicine, right? And so I did these photos and I'll say that at the time, I knew that I carried the archetype, but I was getting over the worst breakup. Like I thought that I had met my sacred other and it had failed. And that had been a good couple of months by this point, but um, it was just part of like this disappointment and depletion that I was carrying. So when I look at these pictures, I can see that like, yes, I have that archetype and I was depleted because I thought you know, I lost my energy. Like, how did, how did that happen? How did I get so depleted from, from what had happened? And so it's very interesting how things all play out. Because whether or not anybody else can see it from these pictures, I recognize that I was carrying a depletion energetic. Okay, but I, it's all I knew at the time was to say yes to these photos. And on that day, this man, this good friend gifted me a goddess pendant. And I used to picture this goddess pendant all over my social media and the sacred remembering Facebook group that I had at the time. And so if you've been around, you've seen this goddess pendant that was really important um, to me. And it was really important to me that it had been gifted to me by this sacred brother who had seen me and recognized me for who I am, you know, in the fullness, way beyond the sacred horror archetype and all of that. And so in the podcast interview, here we are, like, what, going on two years later, um, in the podcast interview with Violetta, I said something about the sacred horror archetype and depletion, and I was like, you know what, I don't have this right. There is something that I have off about this archetype and what it is and and what it means and, like, what she does, because to me, giving in service um, you know, and giving of the magic 
when I was experiencing the depletion from the masculine, it felt, you know, depleting. It didn't, it did not feel um, regenerative. And so I knew I had something off there because there's no way that these high priestesses from ancient times were depleted for their magic, for their work. Okay. And again, I'm not talking about having sex. I'm talking about being in the unified heart and being in divine union with the divine itself and having a, an abundance of energy so that you can give more. Like when I imagine this high priestess, she's walking around and she's so full of the energy of the life that is that she's just got so much to give. It's like this ever flowering cosmic bloom, this this sacred blooming of quantum energy that's just blooming and blooming and blooming. I could feel this potential, but I couldn't quite get in my own feminine system why there was still this energetic of depletion that was in me, you know, as a modern woman. So I felt the energetics. I'm living this path. And what I had declared was no more depletion. Whatever I need to do in order to transmute this, I was going to do it. And that is part of my, you know, it was this inner intelligence, this need, right, for this to change in my life. Um, Because whatever, whatever this was, was further depleting me and not, you know, making it regenerative. So one Sunday morning, in my, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to dive into this. I just heard myself say something. Not sure I have this right. I'm going to dive into this. And I pull some, like a book off the shelf that um, is about the sacred prostitute archetype. And it's written by a union analyst. And I start reading it and I get this deep ping, meaning this deep um, knowing that I was to reach out to this friend of mine right then. And I sent him an email. And as I was writing the email, I actually began to cry, which was another indicator to me that I was on the right path, that I was actually now in soul territory. So the question that I asked you earlier was about what divine pings you're getting. And this is what I'm talking about. I knew that I needed to write him an email. I start crying. I have no idea why I'm crying while I'm writing the email. And I even said that to him in there. I said, okay, now, you know, the tears are flowing. So I know we're in soul territory. I don't know why I need a conversation with you about this archetype, but I do. And so we had that conversation probably like a week later. He said, yes, okay, I hear you. And I'm going to leave out some details um, that were actually really important, but it would be inappropriate for me to um, share deeper details here in a, in a wide audience as far as, um, you know, privacy of, of this story as it applies to someone else. Um, so just trust me that I was on the phone with him. And what I was trying 
What I was trying to garner and and hear was his understanding of this archetype and where she sources her regenerative power from. And at the time, this is very, very important. And I think that, you know, teachers, myself included, I, we see this wrong all over the internet. There are a lot of teachings that are about women getting replenishment from the masculine. And when you're in a collapsed feminine, if you are just looking to get your replenishment from the masculine, you'll actually be further depleted. And this was a major, major aha for me during this time. So, you know, a concrete example of this that many people experience is like, you know, if you are heartbroken um, and in a relationship with a man and you're heartbroken, then, you know, women will want the next man to come and show her or prove to her that like he is safe and he won't repeat the same, um, you know, mistakes or atrocities or uh, rejections or whatever that she experienced. And so this is just a random example of how women actually look to the masculine to replenish them. But the other teaching that we so commonly hear is about women coming into relationship with the divine father and that being the ultimate source of her provision. And that's what I had kind of been looking at through my relationship with healing the masculine, I was still putting this expectation of provision on the divine father. And you'll hear a lot of people teach about this, but <laughs> through through this entire situation, I don't know what, what point I realized it, but I was like, oh, you know, it's not just the divine father and provision, it actually has so much more to do with the goddess. And while you cannot, I do not think or experience or believe um, or intuit that you can achieve these regenerative energetics just through the goddess, you have to do it through union. So on a feminine masculine reclamation path, you women, you have to get the feminine, you have to heal your relationship with the masculine. And then for me, it was like almost like returning to the goddess and the womb energetics that had been calling me back truly. Um, and then from there, it's, it's so amazing how the masculine and feminine um, on a quantum level are really re- like uniting um, for the regenerative energy, but I'm not getting there yet. So I'm on the phone with this man and I'm asking him this question and I'm telling him about my depletion and my business this summer, um, you know, the, the program that I thought I was launching that I really thought was like a divine download ended up not working. Now, all the things are divine and I learned so much more from it not working, uh, not launching than I did from its launch. So everything's divine. 
But I was feeling um, depleted because I had just put a lot of time and energy and really like banking on this thing working out financially. And then it hadn't worked out and, and it affected my finances. And I'm telling him this. And this is a man who has championed my work in theory, um, a man who has taken my picture as an archetype of the goddess, a man who has studied the feminine and the archetypes of the feminine for 30 years, a man who has quested for the divine mother. And in this phone call, his advice began gearing toward me leaving my work and getting a job. And I was really thrown off. I was like, Whoa, I, you know, I feel like I'm talking to my father. Like, what? Like, it felt like a violation. And I got off the phone, and for a while, I was like, holy shit, this is a violation. And it's a violation of the goddess. So it was really, really beautiful because over the weeks, what happened was that I could see how that conversation was so sacred. One, because I was expecting that conversation to give me the answers through a man's mouth, through the man's words. This man prominent, um, studied the feminine archetypes for many, many years, studied this archetype for many, many years, I was expecting him to give me some kind of transmission about the sacred prostitute archetype and regeneration that I, I was putting his authority over mine. Do you see? This is subtle. This is subtle and it's important to look at where we as women look to external people, friends, you know, where do we make that an authority? Why did I make him an authority? One, he's been studying it for 30 years or so. Two, um, he's older than I am. Three, much more financially successful. So, For some reason in my brain, all of those things made it like, well, he's going to share something with me about this archetype. But really what was happening was my soul and my embodiment was coming into an authentic understanding of regenerative energetics. He's not over there thinking about regenerative energetics. He's not. So I don't need to ask him about regenerative energetics. Or how this, you know, sacred dakini, sacred prostitute energetic regenerates her energy, her life, life force energy. And how she does that is not through the provision of the masculine. How she does that is through the regenerative energetics of the goddess itself. Okay. So I had to go through that to see, oh, look what I did. I asked this question of a man, but it was really about my own sacred remembrance. So women listening, I really want to invite you 
you know, because this is just, this is not just a podcast. This is like, we're going to sacred church right here is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and there's much more in the membership community uh, conversations like this and questions like this and deep personal inquiry that actually transmutes energy. Okay. So here's what I want you to consider is where do I place someone else's voice, experience, authority, position, right? Like how much money they have. Where do I place other people and their opinions in some kind of higher place than I place my own experience? And this is really, really important, not just conceptually, but also energetically, because where we do this is indicative of where our feminine is still in wounded or collapsed orientation. Let me say that again. Where we, any area where we are placing someone else's opinion or authority above our own is an indication of where we are still in collapse. Old feminism fought for more power than that person or concept of authority. It was like, oh, you have that power over me. I'm going to trump that power over you. No. This is where I say in the intro, we don't do it by fighting. We do it by standing in the sovereign energetics and truth of who we are. It's very important. This is the new way. So this was really about me reclaiming that relationship with the feminine energetics that were actually still depleted. So I set about doing that. Then that revealed... um, a lower masculine frequency in me. And then I was able to to bring that back as well. And I'm going to just fast forward to spare you all the details and just know that this was like over months this summer, this, um, you know, reclamation of, again, more sovereign energetics and this internal alchemy of, of feminine and masculine. So today, nine, nine, all these things going on. I just, I've, I've been reclaiming left and right. And, and these, these little pieces, little pieces that had to do with my childhood that I know have ancestral links and things like that, but I'm always doing the work, right? So I'm in this ceremony today, which I'll say is like women who are in touch with the fact that they are also high priestess archetypes and that we are here to be of service to the unity consciousness at this time. And the visual that came through was this gorgeous, beautiful diamond light, diamond arc frequency um, symbolizing the feminine. And it was covered in suppression, covered in, you know, sludge in the visual, in the meditation that we were doing together. And so we were clearing and cleansing the depletion that had existed in the feminine. And then as soon as that happened, the the masculine came in on that quantum level, right? The mother frequency, the father frequency, 
came in in unity and absolutely dispersed in in the space. So there's medicine in this that I want to try to be explicit about. When the feminine stands in the truth of who she is and in the divine frequency of, yes, the goddess, the divine mother, and also being met by the divine father, when this happens, the truth is she's never going to need to bow to a lesser authority. She's never going to need to ask the question, what do you know about this? What, what do you, um, you know, oh, authority figure, have to teach me? Is she open to learning? Absolutely. Is she going to alchemize? Absolutely. But what I am experiencing, what I'm now embodying, and what I saw in the ceremony today for the collective and for this landmass, is that when the feminine is in alignment, knowing who she is, I'll use a pronoun, but we know that this is not gendered, this is energetic. When the feminine is resurrected, resurrected in that solar feminine frequency, she's standing up, she's resurrected. What she does is actually mirrors to any lower masculine where he is out of integrity with himself and with the feminine. She never needs to fight. She never needs to fight because she just is. And any masculine, any man who is on his path of truly also coming into union and truly also wanting to reunite with the divine feminine, any man that's on that path is going to see her and he is going to rise to the occasion. There are many men, I have been in relationship with them, uh, with some of them. There are many men who are going to see that, who are going to see themselves in their own mirror and who are going to choose to make their soul path harder on themselves. And they're going to choose not to do that right now. So women, I'll just say this. If you are in any relationship with, you know, a lover, a friend, a boss, like who you choose, and they could be mask, they could be man or woman, any gender. If you're in a relationship, but this is probably like if you're a woman and he's a man. If you're in a relationship where you want him to see something, the best thing to do is to focus on your sovereignty, by which I mean the energetics of inner alchemy and inner union. Because when you truly embody that, either that man is going to look in your reflection and he's going to rise himself, or he is going to look in your reflection and he's going to pop out of your energetic field because he's no longer a match for who you are. And that's okay. Because he'll get it one day. Okay? So, for thousands and thousands of years, the women, the feminine has been underneath 
masculine, a false masculine, a tyrant, and saying, can you help me? Can you see me yet? Can you replenish me yet? Can you validate me yet? We have to clean that out of our own energetic systems. We have to. We have to come back into right alignment in our inner feminine, inner masculine, coming into relationship with the source frequencies of mother and father, cleaning up the trauma of everything we've endured, right? Our, our younger masculine, our younger feminine, our younger selves, cleaning that up, cleaning it out of our system and being in this solar alignment, this divine frequency of unity of mother, father, God, and you as that Trinity, as that holy child. It's so powerful. And I'll, I'll be talking about all of this in the sacred remembering membership community. Okay. So in conclusion, I think I'll say this. Our orientation has been outside of ourselves as women for so long to the men. Am I safe? Am I provided for? What are they doing? What's the circumstances? How's it going? If you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this far in this podcast, you also are probably a high priestess. You hold an energetic of being a, an energy alchemist. You hold the potential of when you live into your story, into your, not the story we tell ourselves in our mind, but like following those soul nudges and doing this inner alchemy work, you become more and more powerfully and authentically your soul self, who you came to be. And when you do that, you stop over time, it takes a while, you stop asking for that reflection, for that permission, and more and more and more, you just be. You just be. And wherever we are on our path, you know, as women, if we are in relationship with men, but, you know, no matter who you date or want to be in relationship with, where we are on our own path is like, what we're going to attract and reflect. And so there was still this collapsed part of my feminine that was like waiting for the masculine to come in and be part of that provision in the form of replenishment. And why was that? Well, those are really big answers. Uh, <laughs> I'll get a memoir to you one of these days. Um, but, you know, the parts that I've been working with recently are like, I had a very narcissistic father who grew up with a lot of his own trauma. And he was actually um, like, I can't think of the word right now, but he was entrained into like very, very dark mechanisms of human control. And so he passed 
those, um, like he performed those on me as well. And, um, we were in like the classic, you know, narcissistic rescue abuse pattern. Um, and those synapses in my brain just have taken so long to, um, heal. And so that was still a part of, you know, that like the wounded feminine in me that wanted to um, experience this like provision, you know, well, but anyway, um, it's a bigger thing with a lot of complicated uh, neurological crossover. Um, and you know, we all have our reasons why we have our shadow. And those reasons are reasons that are handed to us, like through our lineage, through our, you know, parentage. Um, and it's, it's ours to transmute and we can do it when we choose sovereignty and choose this inner alchemy path. Um, and so part of the reason that I share is, I'm sharing with you that just by living my path and continuing to say, what's next? What am I intuiting? What am I feeling? I have been reclaiming feminine and masculine, bringing them into holy union more and more and more in my life. And the more that I do, the more I experience the true beloved frequencies of both of these and the more whole I am. Yes, I have, you know, further to go on the journey, but it's a beloved journey. So I'm happy, happy to be on it. And I'm happy to share these things back. I hope that this episode um, made sense. I know that I'm talking about um, a mystical, you know, um, story or account of things and then also trying to ground it in the 3D with like, he said this, I said that, then this happened. Um, so I hope that those questions that I gave you in the beginning are, you know, effective in um, helping you to reflect on where you might be getting tripped up in some of these energetics. But what I'll close with is just this you know, beautiful image is still in my mind from this ceremony that now took place a few hours ago, um, where, you know, the feminine was just so brilliant, so um, in the diamond light frequency, so bold, and just is. And from there, the masculine came to meet it. So if we want to elevate the masculine on the planet, and boy, do we love the masculine, right? I love the masculine. I love this man. I love my father. I love men. Do I need to save them all? No. Do I need to whore my energy out in order for them to, you know, decide to honor the goddess? Fuck no. Just replay that if you need to hear that again. Like, no. Women, by whoring our energy out in the way that we were taught to do, it does not elevate men. It does not call them to power. It doesn't. What calls them to power is when you know who you are. Okay? That is a great place to end. So much love. So much love. I will see you on 919 as our membership community opens. Each of you are welcome. Each of you are welcome to invite your friends, women. These are, these are big times. It is my honor to be here with you. I love you.
To read my blog, schedule sessions, and to learn more about upcoming group offerings, head to sarahpoet.com. Tailored private mentorships are available for women who are ready to claim their voice and ignite their truth and their unique feminine frequency. I also have advanced programs in rebuilding the energetic architecture of feminine and masculine union within in your divine blueprint. I have an e-course available for couples in the foundations of conscious relating, and I also do private relationship and healing work with couples as well. You can learn more at sarahpoet.com and sign up for a consultation. There is a 77-page ebook for free for you that is on the topic of modern women waking up to feminine and masculine reclamation and reunification that is all yours if you go to sarahpoet.com and sign up for it. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you for being here and I look forward to hearing from you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.